Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Relocation Happy Hour. I am one of your hosts, Rob Clark, and with us, as always, Mr. Ed Katz. Ed, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Hello, Houston. Hello, listeners. Ed, we have two great guests joining us today and a topic that I think is going to be a lot of fun to dive into. You ready to get started with this? I'm on, on the edge of my seat. I'm, I'm sure you are. Excited. Let me introduce both of these gentlemen. Uh, Rocco Balsamo. Uh, Rocco has been in the moving industry for 30 years and according to Ed Katz is one of the most knowledgeable commercial moving experts in the world. Not just in the state he lives in, not just in the country, not in the world. That's that's a pretty big compliment. Uh, In 1999, Rocco took his first of many IOMI which is the International Office Moving Institute, training seminars at JK Moving Services, where he's still employed today and is the Vice President of Business Development. Actually, JK just celebrated and recognized Rocco's 30 years of service in the industry. Uh, Rocco attributes much of his success to his IOMI training and the advice he's received from great mentors like Miles Harrison and Ed Katz, along with being part of an incredible team and organization at JK. Since 1999, he's seen JK's commercial division grow from a small DC market player to the number one office mover in the metro DC area. It's quite an accomplishment and and still adding to that that legacy. Jim Stevens is our other guest, Ed. Uh, You can tell that Jim is a family man because he says that more important than anything, he is a husband to Chantel and a father to three children, Grace, seven, Graham, five, and Gavin, two. Jim's been in the commercial moving industry nearly 20 years, starting on the back of a truck, working his way up through project management, and joining JK Moving Services in 2008. In 2019, he left JK and moved to Phoenix to partner with Justin Hodge and Josh Jerhill, owners of Muscular Moving Men. Uh, he started or helped start M3 Commercial Moving and Logistics, and in less than two years, M3's commercial division is already a multi-million dollar top quality office mover. Jim is also, uh, excuse me, Jim is very modest and attributes a lot of his success to IOMI training and the mentorship given to him by JK's Rocco and Vince Barano, who we had on in a previous uh, podcast, who was great, and IOMI's Ed Katz. So these are the two gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Rob, well, doing great. Ed. Great to hear, uh, hear and speak to you again. Good to see you, buddy. Great as well. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited about today's topic that we're going to talk with you two. I think it's an important one that, uh, you know, people might not really think about. I think a lot of us look for this and, and want to have this. Not everybody gets it. But I think it's very important to helping people be successful in business. And Ed, we're talking about what? We're talking about mentorship. And Bracco, do you mind if I ask you the first question? I'd like to know, really, what and why is this topic of mentorship, having a mentor, important to discuss the people 
our listeners who are in the moving industry. Would you want to answer that? Yeah, Ed, sure. I'm happy to. Uh, I mean, I, from my my perspective, it's uh, and from what I've seen in my experience in, in, in the business and getting to know, you know, not only movers uh, in my market, but, you know, across the country, it seems like uh, the industry is really starting to age quite a bit. And there aren't a lot of young uh, office moving salespeople around. I think a lot of it has to do with the uh, no one really wants to spend the time with them that they need to uh, develop them. I think it's a very complicated business, very complex business, and it takes a lot of time to get up to speed uh, and get familiar with and, and comfortable with getting in front of customers and presenting solutions of, you know, whether it's a one or two person office move or it's a, it's a much bigger project. There are a lot of variables you need to take into account. I think, uh, I just think a lot of people when they get into the business don't have a lot of direction they're kind of thrown out there and without a mentor to help guide them and sort of bring them along i think they get frustrated and ultimately end up leaving you know rocco i have a i'd like jim's take on your answer your response but before we go down and ask jim his response and comment on that you probably don't remember this rocco but back in 1999 that's when i met you that's when i taught jk their first iomi in-person three-day seminar and I'll tell you, I remember the twinkle in your eye. You you sat near me. I was at the head of the table, big conference table. I just remember, I mean, I remember the training room. I re remember everything about it. it was the first training we did at JK. And you were one of the few student participants who, after the seminar, you came up to me, we chatted. And I remember you were saying to me, hey, uh, hey, Ed, do you mind, like, if I have any questions? This was a little bit overwhelming. You know, but if I ever have a question, do you think I could call you? You are one of the few students I've had over the years who stayed in touch with me. And I hope I was always a phone call away, but I used to love to hear from you. And I think every, and you always, you remembered what I taught in that first seminar. You, you would always say, hey, Ed, um, this is Rocco. Uh, is it a good time to talk? Do you remember that I used to say, don't just start, you know, I might've been in the middle of something, but you always gave me the courtesy. Is this a good time to chat? And you would ask a question. And I would try to help you down the road of coming up, well, what are your options? What do you think is the best option? And after a while, you stopped calling me because you learned the process. You didn't need me anymore. But for many years, you and I stayed in touch. And I loved it. And I love it to this day. So thank you for being who you are. Jim, I would like to get your take on the same question. You know, we heard what Rocco said. Why do you think mentorship is so important to discuss for our listeners who are in the moving industry? Well, I think it's a great question. And I think Rocco hit it right, right on the head. The industry is aging, um, but I'll, I'll share a couple stats with you along the lines of discussing millennials. Um, by 2025, we're four short years away. 75% of the workforce is going to be made up of millennials. And Almost 80% of millennials see mentorship as crucial to their career success. So we've got an industry that's aging. We've got millennials that are going to make up three out of every four crew members, uh, drivers, warehouse support team members, inner office team members, salespeople, executive leadership. Three out of four are going to take that torch in the next four, four years and they see their career success uh, directly tied to mentorship. And it's fascinating as well. 
uh, the top reasons that millennials quit. 35% not enough opportunities for advancement and 28% a lack of learning and development. I, I can remember starting at a North American agent back in 2008 and there was not a set mentorship program that was, that was set up. Um, I think our sales manager who also needed to go out and control a book of business was so busy um, that the opportunities for development were certainly limited for me. Uh, fast forward a couple of years, I joined the JK team in 2008 and I, I said to Rocco recently, you know, no question about it. Um, one of the reasons that JK is a titan in our industry and in my opinion, the best that our industry has to offer is because they, they so highly value mentorship and, align, and, al and aligning younger people that are developing with those that really know the way and can show the way. So um, I think it is just one of the most important topics to address, not only for today, but also for the, the foreseeable future. Well, I have a question for, for both you gentlemen to, to kind of jump in on. Um, you know, to me, mentorship in general is very important in, in whatever arena you're, you're working in. Um, but specifically in, in the area that we're in, in the commercial moving industry, because there's no, like you were talking about, Rocco, there's no formal training when you come into our industry. There's no college that you go to that gets you some degree or some type of technical school or whatever you want to call it to get some training in this field so you have some understanding of what to expect when you dive into it. And to me, a mentor in this uh, industry is so, so important because of that. Uh, are there some other things that you think are very, very important uh, in our industry to make sure that people who come into it have a mentor to be successful? Well, I think at JK, the mentorship program started very informally and it's still rather, rather informal. Um, but I think that, um, you know, if you have a successful sales team um, that inspires, you know, younger folks to want to emulate what they see, um, and then you can find the experienced salesperson that's willing to take some time and give back a little bit. You know, uh, I didn't get here on my own. I got here through the mentorship we talked about with Ed and, and, and Miles, his, his nephew that worked at Peachtree for a while and worked at JK. And if it wasn't for, for their insight and their guides and their processes and things like that, I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in now. So, you know, it, it's kind of a give and take kind of thing. And, and as a mentor, you want to find people that have the desire, uh, that want to succeed, are willing to work hard and do the extra things. Uh, it's not easy all the time to, to stay detail-oriented, things like that. And that was one of the things, you know, when I was working with Jim, when I first met Jim, you know, he had that desire to be to be the best that he could be. And uh, he was willing to, to take uh, the direction and, and have the conversation with me. And, and look at things maybe from a little bit different perspective than when he came into JK. You know, the, you bring up a great point. It made me kind of come up with a, a follow-up question, Rocco, for you and, and Jim. Uh, you have kind of an informal kind of mentoring program there at JK. Um, one, are you looking to, are you always looking to try to continue that and make it a little bit more formal? But the, the bigger question I have is we talked about salespeople and I can understand 
uh, mentorship, you know, when we talk about the field production teams and things like that, salespeople can get pretty competitive. They can be territorial. Um, how do you work with your sales staff to try to be open to helping the team succeed, if you will? Well, well real quick, Rob, just kind of to, to take a step back. When I talk about the mentorship, the one-on-one being, you know, sort of informal, it's still sort of that way. But at JK, we also uh, do a more formal program that I wouldn't consider to be mentorship so much as being a, you know, if you want to call it sales teaching or sales training, okay. where we do weekly chalk talks and, uh, and we bring, you know, the, the younger sales reps uh, and every week we, we continue to develop the process and spend at least an hour doing different types of whether, you know, Ed, it was like when we would uh, do training with you, is it, you know, how to estimate particular types of jobs, storage in, uh, how to interact with customers. You know, it, ran, it runs a whole gamut uh, of what we do day in and day out. So, you know, and then if there's individuals that want to connect with either me or another senior sales rep in our company. So we have a lot of that sort of informal mentoring going on, but we also have a little bit of some formalities. Uh, and then, you know, Vince, who does a great job, has been a mentor to me and Jim. And he was on your podcast recently and did a terrific job on leadership. Um, you know, he drives some of the uh, uh, books that we read and some of the, the more formal training type things. So um, it's well-rounded here at JK. And, and we have senior sales reps that have come through the process and come through the mentorship program, if you will, and the training. And they want to give back and, and, and help uh, bring these guys along as well. So it works out well here at JK. And, and Rob, just to piggyback on that, there's a, there's a great feedback from Rocco again, but I tell you, I, I was knee deep back, back up 10 years, knee deep in that competitive drive. In fact, I, you're talking to one of the most unemotionally intelligent human beings, probably pre 2016 on planet earth. Um, my personality is I see the hill and I take the hill with relentless pursuit regardless of who's on the hill, I'll throw them off the hill to achieve the goal, which is perfect for a salesperson. I was always, I was always able to achieve my sales goals, um, but not very good for the dynamics of a team. But I would have to say that a, that a, 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 a big change occurred culturally at, at JK when there was a serious intention to have mentorship. Because through mentorship, you're, you're developing a deeper relationship with teammates that otherwise you're not necessarily interacting with all the time, right? Uh, uh, Vince has called it in the past, you know, your sales team is almost like a track team or it's almost like a horse race. You need to stay in your own lane, right? Well, when you're mentoring others, you're interacting with them. You're essentially investing your time in them. And what's, what's, Fast forward now, and I've, I've certainly been removed from JK for the last two and a half years, but their growth continues to happen because of synergies that are occurring, occurring between teammates that otherwise wouldn't have worked together, but because they're interacting in a teaching environment, they now are. So I think that's powerful to, to state as well, that by being intentional with a mentorship program, you can, you can defeat a lot of those challenges that inevitably everybody on this podcast is probably taking head on in the industry with that, you know, competitive overdrive spirit that I exuded, you know, years and years ago. 
Rocco, I have another question for you, but listening to you two guys tell your stories, I just had a flashback, which I've never shared with anybody. I don't know why, I guess nobody ever asked me till now. But four years, five years after I started Peachtree Movers, I'll be honest with you, I wanted to be one of the boys. I used to wear blue jeans, tie-dye, whatever that is, tie-dye blue jeans to work, tennis shoes. I was Eddie Katz, E-D-D-I-E, <laughs> Eddie Katz. I was Eddie the Mover, Eddie the Mover. Anyhow, and I just love dressing down and being casual and folksy and all that. Until one day, a property manager who I, you know, everybody who listens to these podcasts know how, I think the sun rises and sets on building managers, property managers. Well, I developed a really close relationship with a property manager whose name is Lon Myers. And he managed, oh, probably over a million square feet in downtown Atlanta. And he and I became friends. And one day we were talking over tea or coffee. His background credentials, as he shared with me, he was a former colonel in, in the military and was in the Vietnam War. And actually, he was in Cambodia when officially the US government said we were never in Cambodia. He was actually in a village uh, in Cambodia where he said every night when he went to sleep, there was a fort loaded 45 caliber gun under his pillow and he never knew if he'd wake up the next day. That's how dangerous where he was in an outpost somewhere. So during our friendly lunch, after he shares with me his background credentials, he says, by the way, Eddie, you know, you need to change your image. I said, excuse me? He said, Ed, you are moving the lifeblood of a company. You want your prospects and your clients to trust you, to depend on you, to know that if you say it's going to take X number of time, this amount of time to do the job, you're going to finish it on time for the price quoted without minimizing the risk of damage so that they're going to be open for business the next working day, or you could put them out of business and you're going to be Eddie, the mover that shows up in tie dye blue jeans and long unshaven hair or whatever you call that thing you have on top of your head. He said, my advice, he said, and by the way, the car you drive now, I was so proud of myself at the time. You have to understand prices were different back in, you know, 1991 than they are today. So I drove a company car. It was a Toyota Tercel. It was probably a four or $5,000 car, which would be like, you know, really low end car today. He said, my advice to you is to flip and change your, your image, your aura. Instead of being Eddie the mover, you should be Mr. Katz to everyone you meet. I said, yeah, but I'm only, you know, 41 years old. He said, remember what I said about image. They want to be able to trust you. And he said, you he said, you should be Mr. Katz and get rid of that car. Give it to one of your employees to drive. You need to drive a Cadillac to show, a gray Cadillac, to show that you're successful. People like to do business with successful people. Well, I didn't, at the moment, feel comfortable being somebody I wasn't, but it took me like a New York second to adjust to driving my brand new 1981 Cadillac gray, I'll have you know, four-door gray Cadillac, and I became Mr. Katz, and I can tell you overnight, things really did change. I hate to tell you, but image is very important when you're dealing with clients and with prospects. 
And I didn't become a snob or anything like that. And, and then when we would do these mass walkthroughs where other movers would be up when I'm there, you know, bidding on a job, they would make fun of the car I was driving or we understand you're Mr. Cats now. I never reacted. I never said anything. But I can tell you over the years that Lon Myers was right. And having an outside mentor, this guy knew nothing about the moving industry. And that's one of the points I'd like to bring up. You don't have to have a mentor from inside the, the industry. Warren Buffett didn't know anything about Coca-Cola. He doesn't know anything about soft drinks, but he was on the board of directors, maybe still is a, a, a board member of Coca-Cola because if, if all you had were people from the industry, they'd all be in lockstep with the CEO running the company and they, they were all, no, you can't do it that way. But somebody from the outside looking in can say, well, why, why don't you try this? Why don't you try this option or, or go down this road or do this? Get, I, I think getting mentors from outside the industry is, is as important, like in my life changing event, as having them from you know, from your fellow co-workers and fellow employees from within the same company. So now after that long-winded confession I've just given as to why I'm all smoking mirrors and a phony and I'm, I'm real, I'm still Eddie, but nobody calls me Eddie. You know, if my mother were alive, she'd be calling me her baby Eddie, but everyone else calls me now Ed. Nobody calls me Mr. Katz, but that aside, Rocco. Yes, Mr. Katz. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's why i love rocco i've always liked him please start calling me again rocco but anyhow rocco what impact have mentors had on your life personally and helping you with your career it sounds redundant but do you have any stories any war stories like the one i just shared well Ed, i mean you know the, the, the whole the very first time i met your nephew uh, he, he'd come to work that first day and I you know he's going on board and we met in the hallway and he said, well, what are you doing? I'm, I'm going on an appointment. And this is back in the days when, you know, we did residential GSA, you know, we did a whole bunch of different things, but you know, it was shortly thereafter meeting your, your nephew and getting to the IOMI system that I stuck strictly with commercial. But, um, he said, well, I got to go to HR and blah, 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 but I'll meet you there. So he showed up like, 20 minutes late once I got there. And, um, you know, I'm having a conversation with the customer and he walks in and, well, you know what that's like. I mean, he could identify every piece of furniture, every system's furniture, you know, and it just, I, it, I just took a step back and said, wow, this is, this is crazy. I, I need to learn as much as I can from this guy. And, you know, we talk about a mentor for my profession. I mean, that was the day when the light bulb went off and we became, you know, fast friends from that point on and spent a lot of time together uh, during the time that he was at JK. And, and you know, he, he really taught me that only system, uh, how to differentiate, how to look at things uh, from a different perspective. And, um, and, you know, I mean, he was the inspiration. And then I think that I was able to kind of, you know, exude that through the rest of the, of, of the salespeople that came through that were coming on board at the time. And, uh, the, the great part of success with JK is that ownership was all in on, on, on IOMI. Uh, the sales team as, as the grew was all in the crew base was all in customer service, accounting operations, the whole thing from beginning to end, which, which gave, would build process for us and really change the way of uh, the trajectory of the company, especially the commercial division. You know, I'll add this about my nephew, Miles. He led 
by example. He really would share everything he knew with anybody who was open-minded enough to say, can you teach me? Can you tell me? How would you do this? He loved, he, he would be, would have been a great teacher because he really loved to share his knowledge and expertise with anyone that was interested in growing and learning and being more successful. Would you agree with me there? Absolutely. He and I spent many nights, you know, uh, when, when computers, you, you know, you had PCs at home and things like that, we'd stay up, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night hammering out proposals and different formatting. And, you know, it was just much different than anything that we had ever done for, before. But I could see how impactful it was. And then, you know, we would go on site during moves um, and, and manage those things and, and interact with the crews and the customers and the whole thing. So, you know, it was, it was an, an invaluable time uh, spent with Miles and, and then, you know, with, with your continued initial anatomy training. And then we did several more, at least, you know, eight or nine more sessions over the next, you know, seven or eight or nine years uh, where you came to town and, and that just uh, reinforced the rest of the team to continue down that path of providing that type of service to customers and working together as a team. Thank you. Thanks, Rocco. I really appreciate that. Especially, especially from you. I really do. Jim, how about your take on it? Any personal stories that you would like to shed some some light on that you this is this is true confession. Have you ever had any I'm just curious, do you have you ever had any outside the industry mentors, Jim? I sure have. Um, you know, you know, I have, but but I would have to say that you know, my father is a I, my hero and a, and a great mentor in my life. My mother certainly shaped me in, into who I am today. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a sponge um, and try and be a sponge, learn every single day. Um, but but I, I have to say what, what was so neat about having an opportunity to talk about mentorship with arguably, you know, um, the most impactful teaching um, organization that the commercial industry has ever seen in, in what you've done, Ed, is I mean, just think about what you've done um, and the impact that you've made on the industry. It's unmatched. And then in my opinion, you know, the greatest sales mind that the industry has ever seen with Rocco. I, I can remember, you know, January 1, 2008, I joined JK. Uh, this is probably, that was a Monday. So this is probably midweek. So maybe the third or fourth, I remember sitting down with Rocco and was funny as he was talking about the story with Miles. Rocco asked a few questions of me and Brian Martin, another another really really successful guy in the industry that I came up with. Um, both Brian and I were talking with Rocco, and I can remember just shifting back in my seat, just as Rocco did with with Miles, and saying, "Oh, oh my! I thought I really knew something, but but maybe I need to to really pay attention and listen." And you know, I'm I'm proud that you know, much of my success has been attributed to, to being a benefactor of, you know, the teachings from Rocco and certainly leadership development from, from Vince and from you, Ed. And um, it, it runs parallel with the success that we're achieving out in Phoenix. So um, it, it just, I, I cannot imagine where my life and where my career would be without having great mentors. You know, both of you guys, Rocco and Jim, you just impressed me so much just because of your humility. Most people in our industry wear their pride 
on their wrists. I hate to say that, but you, you guys are just so modest and so humble. And really, you guys are both superstars. And I just respect you and admire both of you so much. Thank you for, you know, for joining us here. The, the, the podcast is not over, but I'm just, I'm just <laughs> giving you my editorial knee-jerk reaction to both of you, honestly. Rob, do you have any more questions? Well, yeah, I'm going to start with Jim on on this one. We we've talked, and I, I kind of know the answer, Jim, based on where you're you're employed now and what you're doing. But while you were at JK and kind of in that in that perspective, to see if you can answer this question for me, because we were talking about uh, having mentors outside the industry, and we talked about in the industry with kind of that understanding that they probably worked in the office that you worked in, and for me. Um, some of my most impactful mentors were in the industry, but didn't work in the same office or for the same company that I worked for. And I found that to be very, very helpful because they didn't have a swayed opinion on any of the things that were going on in the company. And they can give me just that outsider looking in and get my perspective and kind of help guide me and give me ideas or give me other techniques and things that I might be able to bring to the organization that I was working for. So did you have any mentors that you would describe um, that didn't work at JK when you were there that helped you along your, your way? hundred uh, percent. Rob, really good question. And, and thanks for asking it. Um, you know, I've been fortunate to be involved with uh, the commercial relocation network and office moving Alliance. Um, we're not associated with those organizations now, but we, we uh, utilize those networks deeply in supporting our clients around the country. And what fascinates me about both organizations, you have just extraordinarily talented individuals that make a huge, enormous impact on our industry, much like IOMI has. And they're all, they're all a phone call away. Um, so, so no question about it. You think about, uh, you know, some of the in industry leaders uh, across the country that are supporting our projects around the country, and there is complete and utter peace of mind in their abilities to, to support. But there's also a great benefit in that, you know, for a lot of, for a lot of us that are doing it the right way in the industry, there's a there's a an open door to pick up the phone and bring a challenge up and it's you're in a safe environment where you're going to get a straight a straight shot answer. It's unfortunate that and everybody sees it at a walkthrough, but you see competitors at times that are very curt and short, um, and and not open to building a relationship with you just because you're perceived as somebody that's taking food off the table. So. You know, there are, there are definite unique opportunities, Rob, to, to seek guidance and advice from those that are impacting the industry out of your market and, and uh, in another organization. So really good point. Rock yeah, on. You know, yeah. Rob, I, you know, I, Jim, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. We've had the opportunity to be members of both those groups, so CRN and OMA. And I know I've had um, many times when there's been things that I'm working on a project here locally and I've met someone from one of those groups and I'll give them a call and ask them for their opinion on things. Uh, I've had other members from the, ask me if they could send uh, their operations people to come by and spend a day or two here with our team to see how we operate uh, and if it will help their organization. And we're always open to that as well. So it's a give and take sort of thing, but uh, those, those groups have been very, very beneficial for, uh, for JK 
uh, as a company for me personally, and I know for Jim as well. Rocco, I have a question. You know, we keep talking about experienced veterans in the industry, and, and Jim pointed out when we first started about how the industry is dominated by older employees. <laughs> but there's still, you know, there are a lot of newbies so just starting out in the moving industry. Rocco, do you have any advice for anybody just starting out? And maybe they work for a company that doesn't have a formal path of mentorship at their company. Uh, any suggestions, any advice for somebody just starting out in the industry? And, you know, how can they avail themselves of mentors? Are you going to give out your phone number, your cell phone number, so they can call <laughs> you? And they don't. Want, they wouldn't want to talk to an old fuddy daddy like me. But you know, they can. Or, or you. me. You, you're, yeah. so, you're still so young compared to me. That yeah. You want to give out your. So. You want to give out your cell phone number and your home phone number, maybe. Sure. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm happy to talk to anybody in the, in the industry that wants to wants to talk to me about it. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm open certainly. But my recommendation would be for them to, you know, understand sales. You know, get get some sales books that that uh, that they can start there and build a process and, and a sales process, and even build some sort of a script that works for them. You know, it doesn't need to be canned, but it needs to be identified. It needs to be something that they can look at and and uh, continue to refine identify what works for them, what doesn't work, and uh, really build a sales process that they can follow. I think, I think you know, when Jim came on board, I think he saw that there was a sales process in place, and, and, uh, and I think he, he, he gravitated towards it, and I think he's improved it, and he's, he's put his own spin on it, and I think he's been very successful with it. I, there, there, well, Jim, what was that time or that, uh, that one company that you had done the, the project for? It was a tech, it was a tech company. Yeah, I went. I went and checked the job out because I was working that weekend. You know, overseeing some of the jobs are out on the street. You know, working with the crews, and he was talking to me about you know Jim Stevens and how was your sales guy? Because I was, he was terrific. Jim, why don't you tell him a story about? Uh, <laughs> I can't do it. Come on, man. Go on, man. Go on. You know it. You know it better than I, Rock. Come on, keep going. I wish. I wish I did. Come on, just share what he said about the sales no. process of JK. I mean, it, it was it was a high-powered tech company in Crystal City, and this is still to this day one of the biggest compliments of my career, but really a compliment to Ed, what you and Rocco have done. Um, so again, I'm just a byproduct of of those that have poured into me. But in a nutshell, while Rocco was rock, walking around, as I understand it, uh, Rocco asked about how the interaction was with me, and the response was, <laughs> I, I, I went into our chief sales officer and, and said, you won't believe it, but JK Moving's sales approach is light years more technical and ahead of our technical sales approach, selling hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment to our customers. And and uh, to the effect of, <laughs> we'd love to talk to you about that again, because, you know, I, I think JK has certainly taken the road less traveled um, as it relates to a sales process, and that's what makes them successful. Um, but this industry is fascinating in that if you are if you are working to minimize risk for your clients, you, there is a there is a way that you can you can really change their mindset as it relates to to the services that you're providing. So 
Yeah, that was a neat uh, that was neat feedback to get from Rocco and, and feedback I'll never forget. You know, uh, yeah, uh, some kind of sales process they need to really put it in, into place. Rocco, you brought up a brilliant point before uh, Jim contributed to what he just said, but outside sales sources like I have listened probably to most, if not all, the Earl Nightingale tapes that are dated and are old and been around for probably hundreds of years, but they were so inspirational and really made me jump out of bed in the morning that I too could discover and innovate and create, which I did with my inventions, you know, and yep. it gave me that 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 leg that to lean on, that that rock really to to, to lean on that. You know, here here's somebody that really went outside the box and took a chance. And I mean, I, I learned that's not mentoring, but that was another outside source other than from within our own company that I depended heavily on. So I, I like what you said about, you know, sales tapes, sales books, sales, anything you can get your hands on and be like Jim Stevens, be yeah. a sponge, be a sponge. Well, yeah. I, I kind of want to jump in on that and get your your two opinions, Jim and, and, and Rocco. Um not only the sales process for, for a guy coming in or a gal coming into the industry and trying to lay the groundwork to be successful. Um, my opinion, you can tell me if you disagree or not, but not only the sales process, but really diving into all of the processes to make a, a project successful, meaning you need to get out and see how we work the trucks, how we, you know, load, uh, particular pieces of furniture and types of uh, items that we're moving onto dollies and onto the truck and how we secure them. And so that you fully understand how a project starts and how it finishes so that when you go out and you set expectations for the client, you're, you're going to do it in a way that you're going to meet or hopefully exceed those expectations you set. Rob, Rob, you hit on the nail and, and disappointment lies in the gray area between expectations and reality. Right. And I think the industry by and large does a, a poor job of setting realistic expectations. I mean, it, how many of us can attribute buying moving service uh, to being like buying a car? You go to Chevy, you go to Honda, you go to Toyota, how do you see a difference? And as, as Mr. Katz has expertly put in the past in lieu of no differences, price prevails. And, and unfortunately with without good leadership and without mentoring younger reps, you know, we live in an industry where you give a rep a number and say, go hit it or there are repercussions. And if they lack the technical expertise, what are they doing? They're going out on site and a $10,000 office move is now $6,500, but they're high five and coming back to the office because they booked the sale until the project is done. So, this is why there's such a unique need and such a critical need to develop younger, the younger generation. Again, 75% is going to dominate the workforce uh, four years from now. If, if you are not going to prioritize a mentorship program, I would say you are going to lose market share in the next 10 years. It's in fact a guarantee. And those that are mentoring others are going to take that market share and probably build, build on that. So essentially, if you're not mentoring, you're, you're moving towards extinction. And if you are, you're going to continue to thrive. So. Rocco, anything to add to that? Uh, I, I agree with that hundred percent. I, I, I think they're, they're the mentorship uh, for, for, for new young, any young, regardless of, of, of whatever industry it is, 
especially if you listen to the statistics that Jim just put out there, you know, it's a program that uh, that, people, that that companies should start to implement as soon as possible, I believe. Ed, you you have any last words before we wrap this up? I think this has been a great conversation. No. I think it's one that uh, people don't necessarily, people, when I say people, our industry doesn't necessarily think about a lot as being a tool or a need of uh, something that makes you successful, makes the company successful. Well, I hope some of my clients, students are listening to this podcast because I'm a lonely old man and I would welcome them to call me from time to time and pick my brain. I need to be challenged. I need to be stimulated other than just going to the gym for an hour every day. I need people to disagree with me. I I see a bunch of old people on exercise equipment and and half of them are dead but don't know it and isn't that terrible i don't have to worry nobody nobody from that that environment or from that facility will be listening to this podcast but you know all they talk about is you know what aches and hurts them and i yell 1-800 nursing home when they start (laughs) but i love i love to be asked it's it's the highest form of flattery for me when one of my clients students calls me and says hey how would you handle this or here's a situation i have it's my pleasure, and I hope I give good advice, but it's always good to be devil's advocate and get another opinion and have a mentor, regardless of, of whomever it is. Yeah, and I think you just brought up a, a great point, Ed, earlier at the beginning of the conversation when we talked about having a mentor that might not be in the industry, because as we know, in, in a lot of markets, there's not a, a lot of big companies that are, are there. It's a lot of uh, we call them mom and pop right type of locations and they may not have the infrastructure the depth in their organization to offer that type of mentorship through the organization so being able to go outside of the industry or guys i'm going to put you on the spot see if you if you can make a recommendation i know you mentioned you know crn and a couple others but are there some other national organizations that you would suggest maybe an ifma branch or something like that to get into where they can meet some other people in the industry to uh, find some mentors within the industry I think I think IFMA is a great suggestion. Uh, International Facility Management Association, just because you've got associate and you've got professional members. Um, the professional members can provide you guidance from a user's perspective. The associate members are supporting the professional members. But you know, Rob, I just encourage everyone to be intentional in the pursuit of either finding a mentor or or becoming one. Um, you know. It, it, it's vital. And, and I would say that Ed, uh, uh, we, and we've talked about this. I, I think it's one of the most important things our industry needs to get right in the coming years. And, uh, and if the industry doesn't, our, our, our industry is, uh, I, is, is not going down the right path in my opinion. So uh, I'm going to tell let you know of another mentor, uh, that I've had a couple of them. I won't say their names, but, uh, they weren't actually, you know, in another, you could say they were in another industry, but they were actually clients and they've been longtime clients of mine and being able to get the perspective of a client on the services that we're offering on the services that we're delivering, um, is a huge benefit to help us kind of steer the ship on what we're doing right or what we need to improve on and having that relationship, that own open, honest relationship and be willing to receive the feedback on things that we need to correct or adjust, I think is also very, very important in making an organization successful. 
Absolutely. Well, I think that's it. I think time is up. I think we've, I have nothing. You, you now know everything I know about mentorship. In fact, you know more, way more than I know. So, I have nothing. Can you believe Ed Katz? Is that a loss for words? I have nothing else to add. This is a first on the podcast. Usually you want to keep talking. <laughs> Hey, come hey. on. <laughs> well, Rocco, Jim, we really appreciate you guys coming on. I've really enjoyed the conversation, and I think it's come some really great information, great advice to a, to a lot of people in the industry. And I think uh, any young people who are just getting in and listening to this podcast to try to gather more information, I think this is going to be a podcast that will be very, very helpful to them. Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone. We appreciate it. Thank you. It, it's been an honor. Thank you, guys. Enjoyed it. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Rob. Jim, talk to you soon, buddy. Take care, guys. Yep. Take care. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on this episode of the Commercial Relocation Happy Hour. And until our next episode, go sell another move. Do a deep now.